0: Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We love you and we come with good news. We know that God rewards people that seek after Him. And I believe that's you, or you wouldn't have tuned in today. So I hope you'll stop by and see us if you're ever in our area. We give you a personal invitation. I know you would enjoy one of our services in person. So I hope you'll do that if you can. But thanks for tuning in today. I like to get started each week with something funny. And I heard about this old cowboy. He went to church one rainy Sunday morning. When he got there, he noticed that he and the preacher were the only ones there. The weather was so bad. The minister asked him if he wanted him to go ahead and preach. And he said, well, preacher, I'm not too smart, but if I went out to feed my cattle and only one showed up, I'd sure feed him. And so the minister began his sermon. And two and a half hours later, he got finished and he asked the cowboy how he liked it. And he said, well, preacher, let me put it this way. If I went out to feed my cattle and only one showed up, I sure wouldn't dump the whole load on him. Laughter. Come on, hold your Bibles up and say it like you mean it. Are you ready? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about not making excuses and taking responsibility for your actions. One of our favorite phrases today is, it's not my fault. We live in a society that loves to pass the blame. And so many people just live on the surface. They never really face the truth about themselves. They're always quick to make excuses for their behavior. Well, I'm irritable today because I'm so tired. Or I'm hard to get along with because my spouse is not treating me right. Or Joel, I'm negative because of all the things that I've been through in life. No, the first step to victory is to stop making excuses and start taking responsibility for who you are. If you have a bad attitude, just be big enough to admit that it's wrong, no matter what's the reason. Or if you're critical or jealous or hot-tempered, don't make excuses for it. Just call a spade a spade and say, you know what, this is wrong and I'm going to deal with it. See, we have to be willing to face the truth about ourselves. And it's not an excuse for me to be rude to my family just because I've had a long day at the office. It's not an excuse for me to live with a chip on my shoulder just because I've had some unfair things happen in life. And as long as we keep passing the blame and finding some reason to justify our behavior, then it's going to keep us from going higher. It's when we really get honest and face these issues and deal with them, that's when we're going to get free. And we need to ask ourselves, what's really causing the difficulties in my life? What's really causing me to be upset? Is it really the people around me? Is it really my circumstances? Or could it be me? Well, I wouldn't act this way if you would treat me better. Or I wouldn't be so grouchy, Joel, if I didn't have to sit in traffic driving home from work. No, take responsibility for your actions. Quit making excuses. If we're ever going to be all God's created us to be, we have to learn to stop passing the blame. And you think about how all this got started way back in the Garden of Eden. God came to Adam and said, Adam, why did you eat that fruit from the tree that I told you not to? You remember what he said? It's found there in verse 12. He said, God, this woman that you gave me, she made me do it. Notice, he didn't just blame Eve, he even blamed God, the woman you gave me. He was saying, God, it's not my fault, you gave her to me. And it's almost comical, God turns to Eve and said, All right, Eve, why'd you do it? Eve turned to the serpent and said, God, he made me do it. And do you know since then, we've been blaming people, blaming our past, blaming how we were raised, blaming our parents, blaming our boss, blaming our circumstances. If we can't find anybody else, we'll blame the devil. Like Eve, God, this serpent, he made me do it. You know, we get in an argument, throw a fit and rant and rave, and we come back and say, devil, I rebuke you. I know you're doing this to me. Well, in a sense, he may be the one that's behind it, but really that's just our lack of self-control. We're being ruled by our emotions. And instead of blaming this one or blaming that one, what we should do is just say, God, I recognize I have a weakness here. I recognize I have a problem and I'm asking you to help me to change. And we will go a whole lot further if we'll quit blaming and quit making excuses and instead start taking responsibility for our actions. One time, my little nephew, Matthew, when he was about three years old, he was out walking through the woods with my father, his grandfather. They were just exploring, having a good time. And they came across this big granddaddy long-legged spider. And they stopped and they looked at it real good. And little Matthew was about to step on it with his heel. And my father said, no, Matthew, don't do that. He's not hurting anything, and he may have a family back at home. He may have some children. Let's just let him go. And so Matthew was about halfway convinced, and they walked off maybe 10 or 15 steps, and then all of a sudden, little Matt turned around, he ran back over there, and he smashed the spider into the ground. My father said, Matthew, why did you do that? He looked up and said, Granddaddy, the devil made me do it. (laughs) And you know, really, there's a lot of people like that today. It's not my fault. Somebody else made me do it. No, be honest and face the truth about yourself. Look inside. Go beyond the surface and go a little bit deeper. If you're always getting offended, going around with your feelings hurt all the time, be big enough to say, you know what? I'm just way too sensitive. I'm just wearing my feelings on my shoulder and I recognize I need to change. See, don't go your whole lifetime thinking it's somebody else's fault. Well, nobody treats me right, Joel. I just don't understand it. No, you can change if you'll quit making excuses. But as long as we're playing the blame game, passing the responsibility, I can tell you we're not making any progress. And if you have a problem with being critical, or with being jealous, just get it out in the open and deal with it. Don't try to justify it. Well, Joel, I'm jealous because all these people I work with They were born with a silver spoon in their mouth and everything's given to them and I had to work my way here and I just don't think it's right. No, it doesn't matter how we try to rationalize it. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. The fact is, jealousy is jealousy. And that's a bad attitude. And until you're willing to own it, until you're willing to take responsibility and say, all right, God, I recognize this is wrong, until we face the truth about ourselves, that's gonna keep us back. And I know people that they just can't seem to control their temper at home. And they'll have a fit and be rude and disrespectful to their spouse and to their children. But what's funny is they don't have any problem controlling their temper in front of their boss or in front of their pastor or in front of somebody they want to impress. My point is, we can do whatever we want to do. God's given us all our own free will. And if we want to live in victory, we have got to get honest with ourselves and start taking some of these steps to keep our heart pure. Don't go year after year with all this junk holding you back. Change starts with you. And I'm asking us today to not make another excuse. I'm asking us not to blame another person. They may not be right. There may be some things that are not fair, but that doesn't give us the right to go around with a sour attitude. We have to take responsibility for our own behavior. And I realize... I can't make everybody in my life do what's right. I can't make every traffic jam go away. I can't undo all the hurts from the past. There's a lot of things in life that we can't change. But One thing I know I can change, and that's my own self. Our attitude should be, the buck stops with me. I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. If you're going around today angry, addicted to things, living with a chip on your shoulder... What I'm saying is please don't go through life in denial thinking that somebody else is making you be that way. You need to draw that line in the sand and say from this day forward, I'm going to get very honest with myself and I'm going to start working with God to correct these things. And I know some of this can be hard to swallow, but friends, it's the truth that sets us free. And it's not the truth about somebody else. It's the truth about us that makes us free. Don't sit there thinking, man, I wish my wife would have come today. She could have sure used this. <laughs> no, we can all use this. Don't make excuses. Don't blame other people. One time when our son Jonathan was just a little boy, I'd taken him to bed one night. and A few minutes later, I could hear that he was still in there talking and moving around. And so I just kind of hollered out, Jonathan, you're going to have to get quiet and go to sleep. A few seconds later, I heard this little voice say, Daddy, I am asleep. See, human nature likes to make excuses. Three years old and we're already doing it. And if we don't learn otherwise, we'll go our whole lifetime blaming our past, blaming our parents, blaming our boss, blaming our mother-in-law. We'll find somebody to blame. No, it's time that we take responsibility. A little while back, I was very tired one day. and I had been working hard and traveling and I came home and I just didn't really want to be bothered. And my children came into the room where I was and they were Playing and singing and just basically being kids. They were very loud, but it kind of got on my nerves It kind of irritated me and I thought to myself man. Can't you see I'm tired? I don't feel like playing right now And so I just very politely asked them if they'd go out and let me have a little time alone And a few minutes later Victoria came in and she said Joel you're all tired. You're all worn out But really it's not their fault. It's your fault. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you make your own schedule. Nobody's making you do all this stuff. I thought, oh man, she's been listening to one of my sermons. (laughs) There is nothing worse than your wife quoting your own sermon to you. She said, Joel, you're all run down because you're just trying to do too much and you never slow down. And I had to just swallow my pride and say, you know what? She's right. No use me blaming everybody else. I brought this all on myself. And when we really get honest, and we really face the truth about ourselves, that's when we can change. And so I made some adjustments. I rearranged some things to get my schedule back in balance. And some of you today, the main reason you're not happy is because you're trying to do too much. You're working all the time, and taking on all those projects, and it's causing you to be run down and worn out, and you don't have any time or energy for your own family. But I'm encouraging you to get your schedule back in balance. You may have to prune some things out of your life. Don't get involved in every single activity and turn loose of some of those projects at work. And I'm not saying that it'll all turn around overnight, but most of the time, we didn't get ourselves into trouble overnight. We didn't get into trouble with one bad decision. Most of the time, it was a series of poor choices. And in the same way, more often than not, we can't just make one good choice to get out of trouble. We need to make a series of good decisions. I was talking to a man about a month ago and he had a lot of difficulties in his life His business has gone downhill and on top of that his wife had just told him that she was leaving He was so upset and so distraught He'd only been coming to the church about three weeks. And so we prayed and we're still standing with him But he said something that really got my attention He said joel for years and years and years. I have played around on my wife And now finally she just fed up with it and she's leaving and of course, we know that God can turn any situation around. We know that God can work supernaturally. But most of the time, we're going to reap the seeds that we've been sowing down through the years. And you cannot sow seeds like that day in and day out and expect to reap a different kind of harvest. He told how these last three weeks, he's been giving in the offerings. He's been tithing his income. And that's great. But he wanted me to tell him that everything was going to turn around overnight. But the fact is, that business had gone down over a period of years. He hadn't been making good financial decisions for a long time. And I say this only to challenge us to take responsibility before we get into a position like his. Let this be a wake-up call. Let's examine our hearts. What kind of seeds are we sowing? If we will take responsibility for our actions right now before we get into some kind of deep mess, then little by little, it'll begin to turn around. But we have to get serious and recognize that we are controlling our own destiny. We are who we are today because of the choices we made yesterday. We will be who we are tomorrow because of the choices we're making today. And when we just sweep things under the rug, And act like it's not hurting anything to be a workaholic, or to be unfaithful, or to go around with jealousy and anger in our hearts. No, we're only deceiving ourselves. And like my schedule, I can complain about it all day long, and live all upset and frustrated, or I can take action and do something about it. And really, it's the same thing in our finances. I've had people come up and say, well, Joel, I just got to have more money. I can't live on what I'm bringing in. And I certainly can understand what they're saying, especially if they've had some kind of setback. But I always ask them, are you living within your means? Are you managing the money that you do have properly? Or are you so overstretched and so undisciplined in your spending, no matter what amount of money you have, you'd have this same problem? My father used to say, sit on an Apple box until you can afford a chair. In other words, live within your means some people that are having financial difficulties today, if you gave them a million dollars tomorrow, a year from now, they'd be in that exact same predicament. I know some of you are saying, why don't you try me? (laughs) But sometimes in order to get in balance, in order to be responsible, you may have to sell that fancy car and just get a plain old ordinary car to take some of the pressure off. But don't go year after year struggling when you can do something about it. And again, I know there can be ups and downs, but I'm talking about people that constantly complain about their finances and yet they're the ones that choose to live where they live. They choose to drive what they drive. They chose to buy that extra boat and now they have no freedom. They have no joy because they're under all this pressure. Now take responsibility for your actions and do something about it when you can. And really we need to examine our lives. Let's examine our hearts and find the things that are still in our joy. Let's find the things that are causing us to live upset and frustrated. And I would dare say 99% of those things, if we would make adjustments in either our attitudes or our actions or our finances or our schedule, those things would not drag us down anymore. But the first place we have to look is on the inside. We have to be honest enough to say I've got some issues to deal with. And not just blame it on my schedule or blame it on my children for being too loud or blame it on Victoria for being too straightforward. If none of that works, let me just blame the devil. No, we have to own up to what's ours. That's the only way we're really gonna be free. Just be honest enough to admit it. God, I bought this car. I realize I can't really afford it. Help me to change. God, I made these commitments. I know I can't do it. Help me to adjust my schedule. Friends, it's when we admit it. It's when we take responsibility, that's when we can begin to change. And I know this can be difficult. People today don't like taking responsibility. It's like this guy I heard about, his name was Bill. He was a little bit overweight. And his wife was always on him about working out and getting in shape and, you know, not being so overweight. But when Bill would come home from work, he'd just get a big old bag of potato chips and plop down in front of the TV. His wife would say, come on, honey, let's go out and exercise. Let's go play tennis. Let's take a walk. He'd say, oh, no, honey, I don't feel like it. You know, the more he ate, you know, his belly was really hanging over that belt there. And his wife finally got so tired. She said, "Uh, you know, Bill, it is not healthy to be that overweight. He said, oh, honey, I'm not overweight. I'm just big boned. She said, Bill, don't kid yourself. Look at your stomach. Without missing a beat, he said, I've got big stomach bones. You know, it's easy to be like Bill to not admit that we need to change. We don't like to admit that we have a problem. A lot of people today, they live in denial. They got a sour attitude or they got a problem with pride or maybe they're hanging on to these addictions and they just kind of play it down and act like it's not there. But all that does is cause us to stay in mediocrity. We have to face the truth if we're really gonna be free. We can make excuses all day long. We can all come up with reasons to justify our behavior, but that doesn't mean that it's okay. I've seen people go month after month with all kinds of resentment on the inside, all kinds of unresolved anger. Somebody did them wrong and they just wouldn't forgive them. They didn't process it properly, didn't let it come to closure, and so now it's just boiling up on the inside. A lot of times they end up with digestive problems. They can't sleep at night. Smallest thing goes wrong and they just blow up. They overreact. And it's because they've got all this junk on the inside that they're not dealing with. And if you've got a bunch of unforgiveness and you're angry at this person and offended at that person and holding a grudge over here, all you're really doing is poisoning your own life. It's So important that we bring closure to these issues. Now, one time a while back, Victoria and I had had a disagreement and we went a couple of days without ever resolving it. We never brought it to closure. In other words, we just left it out there in the open. And that's when you have that gnawing feeling down in here. That's when little things become big things. You feel the tension on the inside. Well, a couple of days later, it came time for me to get up here and minister. And I knew better than to get up here without making things right. And so I on purpose got with Victoria and we brought closure to that issue. And what I'm saying is, you can't have a bunch of unfinished business on the inside. You can't have a bunch of unresolved things and expect to have God's blessings in favor. We have to get it out in the open and deal with it. And the truth is, I was just being stubborn. I could have made things right a whole lot sooner, but I didn't feel like doing it. But listen, we got to get beyond what we feel, and let's start doing what we know. And some of you Have been making excuse after excuse after excuse for your behavior. You know you need to let some things go. You know you need to forgive somebody. You know you've got some unfinished business. Well, I'm asking you today to take care of it right now. It's time to face the truth. It's time to say, God, I recognize this is a problem. And I don't want these issues holding me back. Help me to change. Help me to stay in your blessings and favor. And when you have the desire, God will always help you. But you have to be honest with yourself. That's the very first step. I think of it kind of like an onion. As we begin to peel these superficial layers away, and we go deeper, and we get more and more honest with ourselves, then God can increase us. Then God can promote us. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't feel like doing it. But I believe any time we're going to go up higher, another layer has to come off. A lot of people today, they don't want to go any deeper. They just live on the surface, doing whatever they feel, making excuses, trying to justify their behavior. Well, Joel, I don't treat my husband very well, but he never does anything good for me. Or I know I've got these addictions, but everybody in my family has them. It's nothing new. Or Joel, I know I'm hard to get along with. I know I'm not too friendly, but it's because of all the abuse that I've come out of. Now that may be the reason you are the way you are, but don't let that be an excuse to stay the way you are. Take the hand that God has given you and make the very most of it. I know some of you have come out of very negative environments. You weren't raised in a family like mine. You came out of a family where strife and arguing was the norm, or maybe even drugs and alcohol or some kind of abuse. And certainly... That can be the reason you struggle with things, struggle with addictions, bad habits, low self-esteem. But what I'm saying is don't take the easy way out and just say, well, everybody in my family is like this. Joel, everybody's negative. Everybody's addicted to something. Everybody gets a divorce. No, you can be the one to set a new standard for your family to live by. And the Bible says, the Bible says that when you gave your life to Christ, you became a new creature Old things have been passed away. You need to dig your heels in and say, I refuse to be bound by the bondages of the past. This is a new day and I'm going to face these issues and I'm going to overcome them through the power of the Most High God. Every one of us can do that. This is exactly what Jacob had to do. He had a lot of issues to deal with. His very name meant deceiver, schemer, trickster. And that's what he did throughout his life. He went around deceiving people. You remember how he tricked his older brother Esau out of his birthright. He took advantage of his weakness, had no integrity. And the funny thing is, I don't even think Jacob realized he was doing this. He had been this way his whole lifetime. And years later, he heard that his brother Esau was coming to see him. And Jacob was afraid. So what did he do? He sent him a gift to try to pay him back for his wrongs. Really, he was trying to bribe him, still doing wrong. So he sent him some flocks and herds. And what's interesting is God had said early on that Jacob was going to do great things, that he was going to be a great leader and be used to touch nations. But up to this point, he hadn't seen any of it come to pass. And I believe that it's because he wasn't willing to face the truth about himself. He wasn't willing to take responsibility for his ways. He just kept sweeping things under the rug. I mean, his attitude was, this is just who I am. My name even declares it. Do you know, one day, Jacob got honest with himself. He sent his family away, sent his staff away, and he went down to the brook to get alone with just him and God. And I believe that's when he really took a good look inside. That's when he really searched his heart. And he said, God, I don't want to be this way. I want to change. The angel of the Lord appeared to him. That's when they wrestled all night long and Jacob wouldn't let the angel go until he blessed him. And that angel finally asked him what his name was. And what's very telling is the amplified version of the Bible says that Jacob, in shock of realization, whispered his name. I believe it was at that point Jacob finally realized who he was. In shock of realization. And when he said his name, he was saying, you know what? I'm a deceiver. I'm a cheater. I'm dishonest. I believe right then and there he finally realized who he was. He faced the truth, and all he could do was just whisper his name. You know, sometimes the truth can be painful. But you know the great thing about our God is when we get honest with ourselves, when we face the truth and really take responsibility, that's when God changes us. And the Bible says that that day, immediately, God changed his name from Jacob to Israel, In other words, God was saying, Jacob, you took responsibility. You got serious, so I'm going to take you to a new level. I'm going to help you fulfill the destiny that I've laid out. And he went on to do just that. But the whole key was he got honest. He quit making excuses. That's what I'm asking us to do today. The Bible talks about in Ephesians how we need to put on the whole armor of God. And it says specifically that we need to tighten the belt of truth. Notice, you don't just put that on one time. On a regular basis, we have to tighten that belt of truth. What does that mean? We need to say, God, show me where I'm missing it. God, show me areas in my life I need to change. I don't know about you, but I want to know the truth about myself. Our attitude should be, God, if I've got a wrong attitude, show me. God, if I'm negative, show me. If I'm holding on to the past, show me. God, if I'm being a pretender, show me. When God brings those things to light, let's be quick to change. And really, I'm asking you today to tighten your belt of truth. Examine your heart. Look inside. Don't make excuses. Don't blame another person. Don't blame your parents. Don't blame your past. No, get honest, face the truth, and take responsibility for who you are. And if you do this, I know God will do for you what he did for Jacob. He'll take you to a new level and he'll make sure that you fulfill the best plan that he's got laid out for your life. How many of you receive it today? Well, I know you do. We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed of. Thank you for listening to the Joel Osteen Podcast. Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week.